0: It sounded like you farted into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because that's exactly what I did. That's <laughs> <laughs> so literally what it sounded like. I was like, oh, okay, well, the, moving on here. Jeff, Jeff's going to be editing this and go, what the fuck are those two doing? <laughs> you are shitting on the mics now? Oh, my God
1: my God, like how far are we fallen from grace? <laughs>
0: of course. And he's probably, he'd probably be thinking, hey, that sounds better than some of the music of, of the concerts I have to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone out there,
1: um, I totally lost my train of thought. I was
0: going music. Yeah.
1: but Heck yeah. Freaking concerts and all that. Uh, yeah, so,
0: so we're talking about concerts before this shoreline spends, uh, Spends his time at concerts, uh, setting up, tearing down, moving all the knobs, bells and buttons and whistles to make uh, musicians sound good in a concert environment. And uh, just last night, I went to a concert myself uh, down in Irvine, went to see. um, So it was a five finger death punch concert Um, was opened by who H.U., the Mongolian throat singing dudes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the middle act was Megadeth, so pretty pretty sweet concert. That's how we got to talking about music.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And we're just kind of going over some of the genres that we ourselves love. And to be honest, man, like I, th- I feel like my uh, my taste in music is kind of like a guessing wheel. You know what I mean? Like uh, like spin the wheel, and then whatever it falls on is my genre for the day. <laughs> and that's kind of like how my my iPod or my um, music playlist is like to, like it'll it be something like um, Black Label Society, and then next thing you know, it's freaking it's uh in, um, the soundtrack to freaking Encanto or some shit, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, mine's uh, mine's purely emotion based. So depending on how I'm feeling, um, if I'm angry, I'm I'm going heavy metal. But I've I you know within heavy metal, there's different style so you can have angry metal or you can have stuff that sounds angry but it's actually a really positive message behind it yeah like hate breed's got some stuff and you're like oh hate breed all their stuff's going to be negative no actually they have a really a lot of like mental health motivational songs you know like the lyrics they sound angry as hell but but the lyrics are actually really positive um you know that that's those kind of music but then i have days where i'm like you know, when I used to box, I was listening to like rap, you know, oh, yeah. while boxing and stuff like that. Cause I don't know, I just like that flow and that that beat and everything when you're boxing uh works out well. But then like if I'm chilling in the backyard and, and like uh hanging with the family and stuff back here barbecuing, I might put on, you know, Jack Johnson Pandora radio station you or stick figure or something like that and kind of get those, that Island music vibe.
1: Yep. Yep. You know, and I don't know why, man, but like George, uh, George Clinton just popped in my head. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. got the funk of all the freaking things,
0: <laughs> Of all the songs, please,
1: uh, please Spotify. Don't, uh, don't block us because we said some shit. You
0: know? <laughs> oh, I hope not.
1: <laughs> uh, God, God, I hope not. But speaking of motive, uh, speaking of all that, man, um, what I like best about concerts and I think Shoreline said something similar where like um, you can take whatever frustrations you had for the day, the week, the month or whatever or however long you go to a concert and depending on the genre you can just like jam out and then you leave. You can don't you can tell it's a good concert when you leave and you actually feel hyped for the next concert. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Yeah. I you know what you mean. we were invited to a concert oh a month ago and it was it was uh, Hey, Breed opened. Black Label Society was the middle act, and then Anthrax was the uh, was the headliner. And had such a good time, you know. Kool Aid and I had such a good time at that that on the drive home from that concert, we bought the tickets to the one we went to last night, and had such a good time at that that we were looking at tickets for the next one, you know, next concert we want to go to, uh, possibly in October or whatever. But um, it's been a lot of fun to just get out to these live venues and just and just rock out with with a whole bunch of people and nobody cares man everybody's just headbanging of all ages man of all ages people are headbanging having a good time like there was a family in front of us and it was a husband wife two older kids and then th- their youngest child there was a pretty big age gap between them it seemed like probably 10 years or so uh but the youngest one was a little girl and she sat on her dad's shoulders Dude, she sang every word to every Megadeth song. Wow. And like when the crowd got a little quiet, she would always start to try to start to chant, Megadeth, Megadeth, Megadeth. Heck death. yeah. And then everybody was like, all right, all right, we'll get on board with this. And everybody would start chanting it around her and stuff. It was really cool.
1: That's cool. And that's one thing I like about concerts and stuff. Uh, vice versa to all this. I would hate to kill the moon, but um, I feel the exact opposite when it comes to work. <laughs> you know, like I got to psych myself out to go to work. And when I'm doing the do it, it has its ups and downs. It has rewards and it's failures. Just like uh, our last episode with Stig where like you get that instant gratification when it goes up, you get that instant gratification when it lands safely. But like everywhere else in between that, it's kind of just like a big blur. It's just like this bland um, nothingness. (laughs) I would say it's a big mosh pit. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's just a mosh pit of emotions. You don't know which one's going to come out first. Yeah. A,
0: a big mosh pit of good idea fairies are all sprinkling their uh, good ideas, air quotes, all over the place and left to you bang your, banging your head around trying to <laughs> deal with it.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> right. So some people, they're very intrinsically motivated and they have li- little difficulty pushing forward with things like, like the epitome of a self-starter right? I wouldn't say self-started, more like self-motivating. Like they could look at themselves in the mirror and then instantly turn it on. Whereas you get individuals like myself and and some others out there where like you kind of sit in your car for a little bit, you kind of stare off into nothingness and just try to find something to kind of kick you in the ass enough to <laughs> to get going. I think you and I have talked about this in, a pre- in previous episodes where we like be across the parking lot from each other and we kind of like just stare down, dare each other to who's going to Leave the car first and go inside.
0: <laughs> yeah, tag you're it. You know what I mean.
1: Yes, <laughs> but the rest uh, of us. Yeah,
0: know. yeah. Just getting yourself psyched up, motivated, trying to find the right song on the way in. Am I listening to? Am I listening to? You know what's it what's a really soft song? Well, like you said earlier, am I listening to the Encanto soundtrack on my way in? Or am I listening to? Uh, am I listening to Slayer? You know what I mean. Like what? What's oh, my yeah. day? And then, but but yep. beyond that, like the Slayer is just to get the rage out mm-hmm. before you get there to at least burn some of the rage out. But if you feel like fighting, ain't nothing better than listening to some old school gangster rap on the on the wind. Or I tell you, I tell you what gets you in the mood if you're ready to come to work fighting. Uh, DMX is where the hood at. Oh, ain't nothing better. <laughs> to get you in um, the mood to I fight think, then where the hood at
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think dmx in general man like like he i i, I think he's got that nailed down or like he, he, he has that frequency man that just like instantly hypes you up and i think there's other individuals at work that do something similar but in a totally bad way like it will actually like get you started <laughs> um And I think a lot of it, like uh, having to psych ourselves out and having to have that moment where you got to like really get inside your own head and tell yourself to take that step out and get going is because a lot of times you just feel like underappreciated at work. You you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you just feel like you're just, you're turning the wheels or you're, 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 you're you're spinning the gerbil wheel and you're not going anywhere. You're just like. Well, there's my eight hours for the day. Well, there's my um, my gerbil workout for the day, and rinse and yeah, repeat we, for the next time.
0: Yeah, you combine that that feeling with with where the hood at, and you might unalive some people that day. So listen to that, uh, <laughs> you know, user's discretion be advised, you know, type thing. Uh, be careful. In my kitchen, yes, <laughs> be, very, be very careful, <laughs> Dane. Dangerous,
1: that is dangerous.
0: <laughs> danger, danger.
1: <laughs> but that that's that's one of a major pitfall about being underappreciated, or maybe it just feels like you're underappreciated. You're actually like, like probably like the top five percent of your shop or whatever whatever your job is, but um, it just feels like you're just being wrung out. Like everyone knows you're the you're the you're a keystone player in everything. But like most most sports teams, you you run your your MVPs like freaking ragged until they can't run no more, and then after you've run the scoreboard enough times, then you put in your second string, third string, fourth string players, and they. But by the time you're already rung the fuck out, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Like I can only do sixty yard runs so many times, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. I'm just using sports as an analogy because that's yeah. how it it kind of feels like, like uh. Like I I'm in, I'm in it and I don't get any bench time until like either I score or we get a timeout or some shit, but that's like next to never. And that's kind of like how yeah. I feel. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. I was going to say, well, so you're saying that, that you get, you get wrung out from essentially being the workhorse, right? You're the yes. go-to you, you, you constantly run and run and run. Um, you're never told you're the you're the cornerstone of that of that offensive line or whatever else, but you prove that you are time and again. But nobody recognizes it. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. For me, it's when you're you're told that you you were brought in for your decision making abilities, for your uh, for your ability to take a underperforming. Uh, department and able to lift boost, motivate them into being a viable asset, uh, and top performer and essentially can, can correct, uh, right. The ship, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then every call you make is qu- comes into question and yes. it feels like no matter what you do, you're given minimal direction, minimal guidance, but you're asked to create a product. And so you do with minimal input from any outside source. You create a product out of nothing only to be told, oh, that's not really what we're looking for. Well, well, you didn't know what you were looking for. Can you tell me what you're looking for? We don't know what we're looking for either, but we want you to create a product. Oh, well, I did. Yeah, but that's not what we want. You didn't know what you want. Yeah, but well, we know it's not that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the, uh, the side that really runs... Rings, uh, it's a way to say it. Rings me out, run, yeah. Rings me out. Well, anyways, English isn't my strong suit, so <laughs> but uh, it really uh, deflates me. Um, yes, hey, you were, you know, you, you we hired you. I, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to, oh man, this is the worst one. I shouldn't have to come in and make a decision for you. That's why you're here. If I have to come in and make the decisions then why do I have you? I hired you for your decision-making abilities. I'm going to question you at every turn and you'll never be right. But that's how it is. Like, Like micromanagers always say, I don't want to micromanage. I don't care who you are out there. This is the telltale sign. A micromanager always says, I don't want to micromanage you. So go ahead and make the call. But then they always undercut you whenever they can. I yeah. don't give a shit who you are. That is the telltale sign. A micromanager will always say, Oh, I don't want to micromanage here, but yeah, you, you, you love that shit because micromanagers, I don't know what it is. If they want to be the single point of failure, they want to feel like the program can't run without them. And if they, and they get nervous when they see it is, so then they start fucking up the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they start coming over the top. Uh, They respond to the first email they see at the bottom of the list rather than going through all the emails and seeing the conversation that's unfolded. Yes. Oh, I I can't. Dude, I'm telling you. So many times when you're, you know, the problem will happen. We take care of it. It's rectified. It's done. And then the upper echelons will come back through and respond to the first email. I don't agree with any of this. What the hell is going on out there? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you guys, you guys, this is ridiculous. You should know better than this. I'm like, yeah, dude, we took care of that three days ago. Where the fuck have you been? (laughs) Oh, I decided to take vacation. Well, can you fucking read through all your emails first? Yeah. Can you get through all the emails? And if you have any questions, how about call me first before putting it all on blast in an email, but you bring this up to micromanagers, dude, you bring it up to him and say, Hey man, can you not do that? And they're like, Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Okay, I'll work on that. And then the next day, fucking full blast again. Like, are you, are you ill? You know, right? I think- are you suffering from a, a, are you have a goldfish memory? Like, what what is going on here? Are you got pescado, fucking brainiosis or something like that? <laughs> pescado Spanish for fish, by the way. But like, you know, like, are you what's going on? Like, I just asked you if you could not do that. And you proceeded to do exactly that. And then when you're asked about it again, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, ah, that's just how it is. Fuck that, dude. Like,
1: <laughs> Oh, man. Like, and somebody- then they
0: tell you. And then so after a while, you just start not feeling because then that you start. OK, so then that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So then you start seeing them on every email chain. I think we should do this. But what do you think? So and so did I, are we, are we hitting the mark here? Did we miss the mark? Is there something more to add? And then you do that so many times. Like, why are you ceasing me on this trivial bullshit? I, I got too much upper level stuff to deal with. This is low level. That's why you're here. Okay. So then you start excluding them out of a bunch of that shit. And then they go, our communication is really poor here. We I feel like we haven't talked in a long time. And I feel like I, you know, I'm only getting bits and pieces of what's going on there. And you're not giving me the full story. So when I feel like that's happening, that's when I come over the top because I need answers. Get, uh, call me. You don't have to send an email blast out to the entire program. You can just call. Yes. Uh, we can Absolutely. talk it out because you literally just told me. But, you know, pescado brainiosis must be a real fucking severe thing.
1: <laughs> I freaking love that. And it, that, that kind of brings me back to like how like certain places they will say like, oh, we want the best, brightest, most innovative minds here in organization XYZ, right? And that keyword, right, is innovative. When you hear that, man, that's some like type A personality things. Like these are individuals who are just looking for opportunities to really make a difference, right? And then they go about, they 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 do what they're hired to do. They innovate, they, they collaborate, they collate, they come up with shit and then as soon as that product gets presented like yeah this is exactly as you said like no this is not what we were looking for like well what do you want <laughs> what do you want you're, you're if you wanted someone to just color within the lines that's not innovative <laughs> right or well, or at least give me like th- these are my uh my limits these are my my left and right limits or whatever yeah, i got my go no go gauge i got my
0: high and low high and low factors Something, yeah, you know, like this is my box.
1: Stay in it. Do whatever you want as long as you're in the box. Fair enough, I got it. But it's one of those like it's like a concentric circle, like a spiral. You know, like kind of like a conch shell. Like you go, you keep going, and instead, and instead of going forward within your box, you're actually getting into a smaller, smaller circle. And like, what is going on here? Where where are we at right now? And that, and that kind of goes in hand in hand with about being underappreciated because like you have a you have someone with an immense amount of talent or you, air quotes, hired them for that talent that they supposedly have and you don't give them the leeway to do it. And so that, that deflates, as you said, that underappreciates them, as you said. That's actually like a, um, a continuous improvement thing where like you're not, you're either underloading your people or you're overloading them with too much work that they just don't need instead of focusing on what they're supposed to do or focusing on what you intended them to do. and uh, I'm going to kind of bring this up because uh, you kind of hinted at it or at least that was the first thing that popped in my mind is when when individuals feel underappreciated or they feel they're being deflated then they stop uh, doing what they normally do. They start saying things like, well, I'm just going to act my wage if that's a thing. Or yeah. uh, I think... I'm going to do
0: bare minimums. Well, that person over there just does the least amount possible and they skate by Without getting yelled at or anything else, so I'm not going to to try and find anything new. I'm not going to try to improve anything. I will just maintain where we're at.
1: Yes, or uh, there's another word for it besides acting your wage. Uh, they call it a uh, soft quitting. You know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. quitting. You're not quitting your job. You're just quitting what you would normally do as a person. You're just as a quitting trying. Yes, that's it. Like you just get whatever my. My job description entails nothing more, nothing less.
0: And here's an example of how you can get somebody to soft quit. So six, you had mentioned creating a product earlier and say, you know, given no input, minimal input, no, no, go, go gate, no, go, no, go gauge, no high, low factors or anything. Um, I think we should look into something like this. Cool. Any, anything in particular? No, I don't really know yet, but I'd like to do something. Okay, so then you jump in you're like, well, this is is the data that seems useful to me. So how can I present this in the right way? So you come up with this product and you go, you go, hey, uh, here's what we've developed. And you'd mentioned something, we kind of come up with this. Can you give it a review? Tell us what you think. Um, Maybe it'll help get you more clarity on what you're really looking for. And then we can hone it, refine it from there. Uh, And they always say, no, I don't have time for that now. We'll just review it at the next meeting. Okay, fair enough. So you put it in the slide deck and you go to the next meeting and some bigwig goes, what the hell is this? And then that person who requested this data from you goes, yeah, this is kind of bullshit and doesn't tell us anything. Like, what well, what are we doing with this really? Bitch, are you, are you serious right now? You asked for that. <laughs> yes. And they're like, yeah, but I didn't really ask for this. Yeah, motherfucker, you didn't ask for anything. You asked for the most broad statement in general. Can we track, let's go for example, can we track repeat reoccurs? Anything in particular? No. Well, that's, you know, repeat reoccurs are more of a manufacturing side thing, right? Not really in operations. Yeah. But we can probably find something. Christ. Okay, <laughs> let me look into that. No, this is what I'm but blasting you in front of. And like, did you, did, is this a setup? Did you do all <laughs> this to set me up so in this situation, you could look good in front of that upper big wig over there? If that's the case, cool, peace. I'm not mad at least I know, like, oh, okay, you're setting yourself up for the next move, whatever. You're playing you're playing the game. You're being political. Gotcha. But if not, you know, DMX, DMX about to start playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. right. Uh, that Those are freaking good-ass points, man. I and mean, we see it, too, in the lowest level, even on the line, even amongst, like, other mechanics and stuff. Like, you always have that one individual who's just real keen on undercutting a lot of their team members it's it's not as uncommon as we think and you always find that one man like uh they kind of skate out of a job for some time and then they show up right when it's about to finish and then they they talk to they learn just enough to talk too much about it and then so like as soon as a, an important person comes by they just start rapping off specs or they start rapping off about what everyone else did and they supposedly they say they helped but they really didn't and so like the, the high level individuals like, wow, this guy's really smart. He really knows what the hell he's doing or he or she is doing. And then like, they started like talking up that person, like, oh, this, per- this guy, this person should be a lead. This person should be like next in line to get XYZ promotion. And here's like what the, everyone else in the background, like, what the, f- what the hell? There's no freaking way. Like, but they did all the work. And they're the ones who really shelled out the effort. And then here's this person who did next to nothing. Not only gets majority of the political credit, well, let's call that political credit. And then they're also more visible to like higher level people. Like this is the person we want. And then uh and it's, I'm, I'm kind of sore about this, especially when it comes time for like say bonuses or end of year reviews. This person's getting like exceeds meets or high meets or something like that right whatever your everyone else's review is right like uh five
0: exceeded expectations all this year so i'm giving you a meets why only a meets you just said i exceeded expectations right i expected you to exceed expectations therefore you met my expectations oh kind of back. <laughs> that got me so hard in the chest. Man. It's like, it's like you're the bad singer. Are you fucking with me, kid? <laughs> but that's so true, right? So you get like the
1: actual good performers, the ones who do the work, right? Um, the sad part is a lot of those individuals, they're very unsung. You know what I mean? Like they're okay with not getting the rap as long as they get to do their job and get what they're paid for. Or, you know, it's more than just the money. It's kind of like the gratification of doing such a great job. And I think that's a problem with a lot of us, especially on the line itself. But at some point, you know, they, you got to be able to brag yourself up a little bit, especially when it comes time for reviews, because that can make or break whether they cut you or not, depending on what your organization is. And then, like you said, like you're doing a fantastic job and then you're hearing your reviewer or your um, your assessor saying like, oh, you exceeded all expectations. You did your job without any question. You came and worked late without question. You volunteered for all the OT and stuff like that. So I'm going to give you a meets. Like, wait a minute. You said I exceeded everything. Yeah, but I expected that of you, as you said, MVP. Like, I I expected you to exceed me. So technically, you met my expectations. So here's your meets. And then you're just sitting there like, so is there going to be like a bonus or a raise or some shit? And then same necessary goes like no those are for people who exceeded expectations. It's like, yeah, we're done. But right <laughs> that
0: goes back to the soft quitting like you mentioned. So that person like, yeah, so appreciate. So we finished our interview review. Um by the way, there's another last minute road trip coming on. I know you've taken most of them this year. So are you cool with going back to the locations that you got the most experience being there? No, actually I'm I'm busy. You might not have shit going on, but you're at that point you're gonna go, no, actually I, I can't this year but because I covered all these other times, like it's probably time for somebody else to step up, right? Probably one of them exceeds people. All right. I'll catch you later. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: <laughs> right. Dude, and then they are like confused there. Everyone just like stares at you confused in corporate.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you approach? Like when your boss is being micromanaged, how do, how do you approach them and tell them like, Hey man, like, oh, once you're back off or your approach is a little sideways. Well, step number one is, make sure you're not the problem. So I know we just kind of spent the last 20 or so minutes kind of talking about bosses being turds that might, you know, when they're micromanaging and all that, but, uh, but nobody's perfect. So, so also look inward upon yourself and make sure that, you know, you didn't misinterpret an email. You, you attended you know, whatever meeting where they were going to relay some pertinent information, or you followed up with them to get clarification, right? Um, I know myself sometimes I'm guilty of that where I'm like, they didn't give me no fucking clarification on this shit. So, so mm-hmm. then I just try to create something where in some instances I should have probably emailed back, like, hey, you mentioned this. Um, it's not making a whole lot of sense to me. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Now that can be a double edged sword that can go, what 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 am I paying you for? I'm paying you to 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 use your brain here, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you know. But sometimes they go, oh yeah. Uh, so actually, this came from uh, as a request from the VP, and they're kind of looking for something like this because the customer's requesting it. Like it gives you a little bit more backstory, and you can go, oh, okay. Well, it's actually got to go to the customer. I, I should probably give you know make make it the best that I can whereas when you get zero like when you do the soft quitting and you get zero input and you go oh you want me to create something from nothing again okay here's a here's a powerpoint uh you know uh with with just bullshit information like oh here whatever you know like <laughs> like a week ago me and uh, one of my workers uh we kind of got one of these projects and to relieve stress we created a whole slide in there uh i'll try to find it if i can six and and show it to you it's ridiculous it means nothing we took data from one of the real charts and threw it into a different spiral type graph or i, I don't know what it is it looks like a picasso painting it's fucking wild <laughs> um but we have like we put like random words in. We, like this is the this numbers here this is the distance of bifurcation de- dissemination This is the concentric circles of cohesion. You know, Uh, this is the dissidence, peak of dissidence. Like, it's just, it's fucking means, but it was a stress reliever, right? So we were talking about listening to music and stress relieving. So sometimes you just need to take 10 minutes out of your day and waste it creating ridiculous slides just just to get a laugh out of it and then go back to doing whatever you were doing productive. But uh, sometimes it helps. Yes, Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And no, not saying like just uh, just blast shit all the time, but if whatever your, your stress relief is, right? Like whether it's building slides or just kind of like have a, a little laugh in the smoke pit or whatever the case may be. Give, give yourself that little bit of uh, split seconds relief because that can mean the difference between a lot of stuff. Uh, that also said like, you know, fo- focus on the small victories, right? Whatever you're doing for that day, it's not always going to be recognized. It's not always going to be seen in, in the greatest of lights, right? Or maybe you just fixed a seat for a passenger or maybe you've, uh, you you told the plane out freaking spot on the first try or something like that. Whatever the case may be, if it's, a, uh, you gotta learn to like kind of break it up into chunks because if you start thinking things in the big picture, like macro level stuff, you're gonna find a whole lot more of black areas than you will of the green and blue areas. Being like uh, more failures than than victories, unless like you're just hitting it out of the park every single time. But I I rarely find someone who can do that all the time, every time. And just being able to see those small things and be able to grasp onto those, it kind of helps you out in the long run. It's kind of like taking those those uh micro breaks, as an uh, MVP was saying. You get those ten minutes of relief. You get those ten minutes of laughs, and it kind of helps you in the long run. So you're not like Giving it pedal to the metal the whole time and then burning yourself out that much faster. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe, maybe you just need to take an employee's um, uh, picture, a co worker's picture, and, you know, employee picture and modify it slightly in Microsoft Paint just to get a good laugh out of that. Or, uh, and then go back to the, uh, to the suck. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Or like make back up some single work. <laughs> or make up some oh, fake award remember all those
0: <laughs> awards we would create we'd put them on was it, about, uh, I don't know if we should say his name we'll, we'll say Clegg we'll put what them really? above We put, uh, Clegg's desk <laughs> 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 just, just oh man Six and I used to do that so much everybody we'd people would get like bullshit recognition things for whatever uh, in the in the program so Six and I would take the 10 minutes and write up a BS award with like All these fancy words, but it's a way of telling how that person's a piece of crap, but professionally (laughs) make it seem like an award. And then we would uh, leave those on the desk of our morning shift counterpart uh, for a good laugh for them. He thought they were so funny. He started framing them and putting them above his desk. And people thought they were legit awards too. People were like, "Wow, that guy's really decorated," because <laughs> they would look all professional and everything. But if you read up closer, it's <laughs> just horseshit.
1: <laughs> like, like, uh, like, congrats! You stayed late award, or like, hey, you tried, or some shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, the hey, you tried. Some the, of one just- was, the one was made a phone call to tell somebody something they already knew award.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> like
0: you sent an email award or some
1: shit, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of dumb stuff, and we churched it up so so good. I was like, I don't know what kind of tried
0: to solve a problem that was solved a week ago. Award, thanks for showing up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> thanks for showing up. Award. <laughs> so I'm going to give an example. um I'm going to give an example here of. A micromanaging situation that six and i found ourselves in um when we were when we were pro souping together uh we would we ran into a situation where you know we always said it was a dumpster fire every day was a dumpster fire everything was on fire nothing made sense and it just you're like why is it this hard i'm still going through some of that in today's world for me um i don't know about six specifically but recently for me it's kind of a, been a similar situation Um, but there would be like real problems that needed solving and, and upper level management, uh, you know, input to probably solve these kind of, these types of problems. So you would bring it up to them and they would ignore, you would send them an email like, Hey, this is kind of going on. Um, you know, the process states, we should do this. Uh, however, you know, the customer is requesting this, but that's a modification of contracts and they don't. They're not even at the appropriate level to do that, even though they're the on-site customer. Um, At our level, we're not allowed to do that. We're pushing back because of contractual reasons. Yakety, yakety, yak. They would totally ignore that email, but but respond to an email of you just giving a status update and say you put a comma in the wrong spot or you added an S to that word, but there's no S on the end of that word. And like the word was the title of one of the flight facilities we worked at. Um, But there was no S at the end of that word. And we added an S. I added an S. And you're going, is that what we're focusing on? Like, maybe you should focus on the contract. Maybe you should be focusing on a proposal to meet the customer's requirements or their alleged modifications that they want to do and bring in X amount of hundreds of thousands, millions more dollars to meet Whatever request it is, they have. You could be working on contract proposals, but no, you're going to focus on grammatical errors. Well done. Well, well done. done. This is well done. What, we're what's definitely this? not heading down heading down the wrong path. Maybe should we yeah, maybe work on those contract proposals? I I, I, so, I mean, I keep hearing we're uh, supposed to be getting the contract renewed, but that was supposed to be done over a month ago. So where are we at with that? Right. Do I have a job? <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> like, or what's it
1: uh what's the saying like uh isn't there like some other <laughs> higher priority task that you need that you can be focusing your time and attention on? You yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like
0: there's something high high level that's worthy of your time and attention, not mm. this. Yes. Right? Like Like but, did, did my email of adding the s at the end of that word did that cripple the program? And if so, boy, we were in a lot worse shape than I thought. Yes, Yes, absolutely. So, moving forward, there's two reasons why bosses micromanage. One, you have given them a reason not to trust you. Interesting. And two, it's just their personality type. Oh, I I think so. To make sure you're not the first, right? The personality type one, I think, is probably the bigger of the two. And I try to, I try to be human, right. And and look at them as though they're human. So I, I try to go like on the personality type one, what happened in their past to make them this way? Where did they get burned at in their life by somebody that they say that will never happen to me again. And to ensure that never happens, I have to control everything. Uh, you know, I try to look at it from that. And then at that point I'm like, Oh, I kind of feel bad for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's maybe just a coping mechanism for myself. Maybe they really are just an asshole. I I don't know. Um, But to make sure you're not the first one. And to recap, you have given them a reason not to trust you. Um, Have you missed deadlines? Have you promised something and not delivered? Have you delivered but not what they wanted? Have you been distracted by your personal life? Have you been flustered by the tasks at hand? So I can say for me, have I missed deadlines? Recently, I can't think of a deadline that I missed. I've even worked overtime to ensure that I did not meet deadline, miss deadlines. Um have you promised something and not delivered? No, I I think what I did was I I promised them that I would get them a, a product, like we were talking earlier. Hey, I would like to start tracking something like this, but I don't really know what that is yet. So I've, I said, okay, let me come up with something. I, you know, the not delivered portion, take this for what it is, but I've delivered a product, but been chastised for the product. So like we said earlier, you know, well, you didn't deliver because you didn't deliver what I wanted. Yeah. But you didn't know what you wanted. I I delivered a product to you. It just gave you more clarification on what you didn't want to see. Didn't give you any more clarification on what we should be tracking. It just, you just knew it wasn't that. Right. Exactly. Um, So the next question Have you, I guess that ties in both of them. Have you delivered, but not what they wanted? Yes. I have definitely delivered, but not what they wanted. But to recap, they didn't know what they wanted. (laughs) Yes. And in hindsight, maybe they did know what they want. And I didn't understand when they were explaining it to me or I thought I understood, but didn't. So communication factors in there somewhere say, well, okay, MVP, why didn't you ask more questions? Well, because I thought I knew what they wanted, right? Yeah. I, I thought I was understanding what was being relayed. They thought I was understanding what was being relayed fast forward to me giving them the product and it missed the mark. Well, uh, wasn't what they wanted. So I guess you could say communication in there uh, was the factor of why I delivered, but not what they wanted. But again, didn't know that was an issue until present time of presentation, right?
1: Until delivery.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the next question, have you been distracted by your personal life? For me personally, uh, in recent times, no. In fact, I think I've done a fairly decent job of of separating work and personal life. Um, trying to have equal parts in both, um, I think I've been doing a fairly decent job at, at um, you know you know the 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 crew works four tens, but I have been there five days a week to ensure that I'm able to to get everything done that's that's been asked right, right. Um, so for that one distracted by personal life no now i can see where that would be a problem you have a sick one a uh, sick loved one at home um you just had a newborn baby that baby's sick you're constantly like oh my god are they okay what's going on you know if you're a first-time parent yeah. if you're a second or third-time parent you're like ah, that'll be fine but first-time parent you might be kind of nervous um, I'm just talking with everybody. It's probably that way for every kid. I'm just,
1: I'm just being, yeah, right. being a clown.
0: <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, um, or do you have a big vacation coming up and you've been really looking forward to it and it's just everything you can do to, to keep yourself focused on work and not thinking about that vacation? Or maybe you just came back from a really awesome vacation. You're finding it difficult to, you know, reacclimate back into work life. Um mm-hmm. you know, I think we've all been on a vacation where we just switched off and it was such a relieving time that when you finally had to switch on again, it just you know, nineteen ninety five Windows processing unit wasn't wasn't up to speed with twenty twenty two graphics cards, you know, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> yeah. you struggle to come <laughs> back online.
1: <laughs> right. The, the um, updates that pushed beyond you.
0: <laughs> right. It's just, you know, the the dial, you know, I was making the, the dial up internet connections back in the nineties. You know, that's, that's me coming back online. Yes. Um, have you been flustered by the tasks at hand? Now this, this one's also another one that I would say it would be yes for me. Um, but the f- flustering or the frustration comes from, why is there a forest fire every 10 minutes that needs put out? Yes. What is happening around here? Like what, you know, um, you try to focus on one task, but then somebody pops up in a Skype message and says, needs some information. Somebody shoots an email, needs some, your phone's ringing. Oh, I need you down here now. Cause we just had this problem kick off and, and we need, we need your, you know, your guidance and help. And then, and then your team members come in. Oh, I got a question about this and that over here. And it's like, it gets a little overwhelming at times because I, I think I, you, six, you and I had talked about this last week where there was a week where I showed up Monday morning with a goal and a game plan. And I did not execute that game plan until the following Tuesday. Like just everything, the planets aligned, everything fell apart, was able to put out all the fires that was presented. But my goal, I wasn't able to meet my personal goal because of, all these other things going on. So task saturation, I guess that was what I would say for that. I'm flustered by the task at hand. Yeah. Because of task task saturation. Yes. Just overwhelming uh, at times. So, so there are a couple of yeses that I answered to those questions. And, you know, it says, if you answer yes to some of the questions that may give you some insight to what, why you're being micromanaged. But you know, the boss is responsible for getting the work done and their work is a reflection of yours. Sure. Um, you know, I'll just revert back to better communication. I, I know myself, I'm guilty of it, where I've come come to my team and said, hey, look, upper echelons are looking for this. And the team goes, well, okay, what are we supposed to look for? Or what are we supposed to capture? or What are we supposed to track? I don't know. I I need your guys' big brain power to mesh with, you know, my 95 Windows processing unit. And then let's try to make, let's try to put something together with no information, but that makes sense to us, like stuff that we see. And that's really what I do a lot, right? So when I'm given no information, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make this work for something that would work for me, something that I could present of the, the stuff that we see on a daily basis. Okay, well, we're seeing X amount of alert bulletins come across, but they're poorly written. Why are they so poorly written? We keep needing revisions and supplements to these alert bulletins, and it doesn't make sense why. So I could track something like that. Hey, of the last 10 alert bulletins, eight had to be sent back for re- re- revision due to, you know, lack of information, poorly written uh, misinformation or referencing documentation out of date, something like that. Like we could track something like that, so they can take that back to whoever generates those alert bulletins and say, "Hey, your checks and balances on this end aren't working because we're noticing this in the field." You know, yes. stuff stuff like that. And then you could punch that back to your your up uh, your management, your direct boss, and they might say, "No, like why'd you track this?" I'm like, well, it made sense for us. Like, this is stuff we're seeing, so we're giving you this. Well, I think corporate's more looking for this. Gotcha. So sometimes you have to work through that a little bit for them to realize what they're looking for. Um, but that's, you know, uh, at least you tried. I, I I view that kind of stuff. I don't chastise my team for that. Hey man, this is what I can put together. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, this and this and this looks good. This could be a little bit, Tweaked a little differently. I think maybe we don't need to get down to the specific decimal point. Maybe just a round percentage, um, and then this over here looks fine. You know, um, yes. But but you but you came up with something. You just didn't look at. You know, I asked I asked I had a request and you didn't go. Man, that's fucking stupid. And just ignore it. You know. Yes. Um. So so as a manager, you need to reach back to your team, and if they miss the mark slightly do that do that compliment sandwich sandwich type thing Where you are like hey this is this is actually really neat got some interesting points on here i wasn't even tracking myself um you know and then hit them with the the one downside yeah this is kind of not relevant to what we need we're looking more for uh this is more programmatic uh we need uh something that's that's corporate wide So that that point there is more specific to your program, but we need something that's going to be, you know, division wide, uh, uh, region wide, statewide, whatever, you know, know, um, enterprise wide, something like that. Mm -hmm. okay, cool. And then, hey, in this other part over here, I really like that bar graph you guys put together that actually has some shows like really the difference between this factor in this other factor or whatever but you know just saying no this is wrong that's to me that's super deflating but dude i tried i created something from nothing yeah but it's not good enough do it your fucking self next time like you know (laughs) why am i guessing why am i why am i turning gray in my hair trying to trying to give you the best product i can when you're just going to shit all over it
1: yes that's exactly it and that's another reason why people soft quit, right? They feel underappreciated for their efforts. Like I just cranked out something. I just made something out of nothing. Like you gave me literally nothing, but I created something out of it and I'm getting my ass handed to me for it. And that's another, and that kind of brings up to what I was going to get to is like you got to speak up about it, right? Uh, to let them know that your efforts are just being wasted on material. That's not relevant to you but you let me keep on going. Like at some point, yeah, at no point there, was there a check-in like, Hey, how are we looking at this? Or the objective has shifted or we got flights over here. Now we have uh, crew members on this shift. Now, whatever the case may be, like instead of just watching me roll down the hill <laughs> at some point, like at least stop me or, or give me a progress report and what, what I'm supposed to be doing. And where are your expectations, and some, and I think that's another big thing when it comes to speaking up about a about your underappreciation or your motivation, and then also to the micromanage themselves. Like, oh, I'm cool with you cra- uh, shadowing every step of the way, but at least do so with some objectives in mind. Like, tell me what I'm doing right and wrong. Like, give me something. Don't just watch me like uh, pre flight the wrong plane. Or give me the impression that I'm supposed to be working oh, on this when I'm a, supposed to be working on that.
0: That's a great point where the, the, a boss will see you doing something or, or like, okay, when you were at the morning meeting, hey, priorities are this tail, this tail, and this tail. And then so you get to work. And an hour later, those priorities change. And they go, well, I updated the board. I'm not going to tell those guys out there that it's their responsibility to come back in. So you get all that done, they come back in. You're like, hold up. what? When did this change? Oh, like two hours ago. Why don't you come in and check it? Because I was busy working what I thought was the priority. Why couldn't you tell me? Well, you know, it's really on you to ensure that you're doing uh, what the priorities are. are. So you just let me waste two hours uh, for nothing. Like, I don't know if it's a you know, back to that personality issue. If they like, it, it's euphoric for them to watch people struggle to comprehend what's going on, you know, like, like with lack of guidance or communication, like, do you enjoy chaos like this? Like this, do you enjoy <laughs> dysfunctional work environments. Like what's, what's wrong with you? You know, Yes. um, it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of wild, you know, um, um, I know in my own per, in my own work life here, um, it's been brought up from my, from my boss that communication has been a little lacking, but that was kind of tied in what I was talking about earlier, where, where I was like, I don't need to be included in all this stuff. Make the decision. That's why you're there. Cool. Yes. But but then, you know, these these conver- these sidebar, we all know in business, these sidebar conversations happen between different parties and they don't relay it down. And certain people only talk to certain people because they're at the same management level. Well, I'm not going to talk to a, a lower level manager. I only talk to people at my level and above. So then they talk to your boss and your boss is like, hey, are you tracking this out there? And you're like, no, everything's, everything's squared away here. Well, I'm being told blah, 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 blah. Well, who'd you hear that from? Because are they here? That's that's not the case. You know what I mean? So then there's mm-hmm. chaos, again, from poor communication because you're being questioned by people who don't even work on the same site as you. They might not even work on the same side of the country as you. Hey, I'm hearing this grumblings. What's going on? We need to fix this right away. This is totally against corporate guidance, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, first of all, stop. Slow your roll. Um, nobody's done anything illegal. I don't know who you're hearing that from I'm boots on the ground here. I can tell you exactly what's happening. Oh, well, I'm not sure why this person's relaying that up either. I don't, I don't know either, but tell them they're wrong. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Right. I mean, don't be afraid to speak up about it to yourself. Right. Like, uh, so
0: I've actually had to do that. Right. Speak up. I've had to actually go to the site where my boss works and sit down and go, we, we need to have a discussion. We can't, we can't keep operating like this, 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 this overarching overbearing, only responding to the first email you see and not reading through the whole thing and causing utter chaos for myself and the rest of your team isn't working. And you put me on blast to everyone in the program and now I'm having to rebuild up my reputation amongst that crew because they're all looking at me now like, oh no matter what you do, you know daddy will daddy will come and probably disagree with you and agree with us.
1: Yes, and all other sort
0: of kind of stuff. And yes. I, I've had I've had to have this conversation before, where I said, "If it, it, I just need you to know this happened, and and this is what it was, and this was the result of it, and this is what I've had to do to save face for your department." So much to the point that we were recognized by the customer for our efforts. The only the only program in the company that's had that happen. But if you do this again, I'm done. I'm not I'm not going to keep doing this every time. I'm not going to try to keep justifying myself to everyone else when I can't even do it for my own boss. Oh, man, thanks for bringing this up. You know, like this is the kind of stuff, feedback I need to hear. Sometimes I don't see it. I said, well, you, you mean you'll see you typed it? He goes, it's yeah, not what I meant. I said, read the email. He's like, OK. I said, no, read it out loud to me. He's like, yeah. What's wrong? I said, read it again. How does that sound? Oh, wow. I guess yeah. That 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 could sound real shitty. Well, it did sound real shitty. You know, like like uh, you know. But but so what do you do in the cases where you you have you confront your boss and they say thank you for the feedback. Um, This is the open communication we need. And then they change for about a week and then they go right back to what they're doing. Right? What's the What's the fix for that? I don't know because I haven't figured it out yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only there's only so much you can complain about it too, and this goes for like guys on the line too. An example was with Cassandra with her with her episode where like she's the only one out there doing the do doing the work while everyone else just kind of nonchalantly does whatever they feel they're supposed to do. And you speak up about it, like, hey, yeah, hey, fellas, like, or hey, everybody, like, this is kind of the situation. It's kind of fucked up. Like, your rapid fire decisions, uh, they don't turn on a dime. Like, these things can't just change at the turn of a hair, you know, or at the turn of a, at whatever, like, speed you can change your mind to. It doesn't work that way. And this goes from the bottom up. Like, it doesn't, like, nothing you do can turn the boat that fast. Matter of fact, I think like as you go higher, it your turn radius becomes that much wider because you you have to uh, factor in so much stuff before you start making a shift. Cause if you just decide to shift things right away, you you're you could potentially move things that shouldn't have to be. And now you're causing pure and utter chaos for guys on the line, for guys uh for people that's working the flights, people with managing the shift, whatever the case may be. And uh ourselves, uh MVP and I, we've seen that happen where We're jiving, we're going, we have the plan in mind, we have the goal set in mind, we've spoken up about our grievances or what the situation needs to have, and then midway, stuff changes for things that are well within our control, but they just decide to not do it anyway, or they just ignore uh, input from the people who are physically working on these things. And it's like, well, we're going to shift to the left. We're going to shift to the right. Like, hold, hold up. What? (laughs) Like, we can't just do this right, right off the bat. I mean, we were planned for this and we have resources allocated for this. And some of these things have like an XYZ lead time or they have like a certain amount of work that has to be done to it for it to be safe or ready for service or or whatnot.
0: And- Oh, are you talking about those test events? Oh God.
1: Yeah, just, or like test events, like flight events. Like, hey, we want to do a three-in-one in the next four hours. Like, what? Excuse me?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, or, or they show up. Hey, we're here and we're ready to work. Uh, I don't have you scheduled for two more days. Like, I don't know why you're here, but sorry about your luck. Yeah. Well, no, we're here. We need to do this now. Well, I, I didn't know you were coming because we had you scheduled for two days from now. So all of my resources as six was just alluding to are allocated for, for this. So sorry, you know? And then, and then you, and they're like, we demand to have our test started today. Do you, do you have all the test equipment you need? Do you have all, what are we working to here? Is this a temp mod, a TCTO? Uh, Where's your test plan? Like what parts do you need? Do you have them? Do you have test kits? Well, we need all these things. We only have two of the parts out of the 10 and the document isn't released from engineering for the final test plan, um, but we can do a battery check. No <laughs> way. I'm not, I'm not shifting all, all of what's been out- outlined as priorities for the day to do a fucking battery check. Well, we just want to show we got progress done. I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You're, you weren't scheduled for two more days stick to your test plan Over. um get all your shit together and show up here and get it get a square away and then they go crying to the upper levels and then your boss comes down hey you guys weren't uh willing to accommodate the engineers when they showed up no because we had five flights which take priority well it was only a battery check and i had five mechs and two techs no <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, yeah. Or, or, uh, for like, some, why do we, And then they ask you, but then instead of going, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, they're ahead. Of, they, they're here two days early, anyways. And instead of asking that, they go, they go, well, why did we only have five mechs and two techs? I don't know. I don't know why people call out randomly or not show up or get sick or whatever. Like, I, I don't have that answer. What I do know is that they're scheduled for two days from now and we have five flights to deal with right now.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Or another example too is like say like uh, you're at a MRO or a repair station. You already need. You already have allocated uh, supplies, resources, people for X, Y, Z planes, and you're you have the a full on schedule planned out for that week, that month, whatever. And especially for people who work at MROs and whatnot, or do some type of major overhaul, that's something you got to schedule out very intricately, and you have to have like you have to kind of forecast. When your choke points are going to happen, and then on comes another customer or on comes another plane that says, We want this in and out within this time frame because we need our revenue flights. Sounds cool. Are you bringing any people of your own to kind of help out with this? No, this is all going to be under you because this is our contract number or this is our service uh, number, whatever the case may be. I'm like,
0: Cool, that's great, but I still have parts that have been on back order for two months. Did you bring those? By chance? Yeah. Well, no, they're on back order. Why would we have those parts? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. How do you propose that I get the uh, engine mounted if I can't get the engine mount bolts in order to meet your revenue flight that you're saying is scheduled in six hours from now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to tell you no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, this kind of this might be a little exaggerated yes. for guys who work at an overhaul station, but that's the experiences that we've had with it where we're neck deep into an overhaul or a, a major inspection. We've already allocated enough people. We have scheduled it out because we only have some so many resources available. Like we're only going to have 10 people on shift or 50 people on shift with these parts coming later on in the afternoon or whatever have you. It's stuff that you got to really schedule out. And kind of fortune tell your way through to what might happen in the future so you can kind of plan for it. And then on comes another plane or another customer who says, I will have this plane back in XYZ time. Like, well, wish in one hand, XYZ in the other. It's, I'll tell you uh, what. It's exactly, dude, you read my mind, (laughs) man. I I was thinking of the same
0: thing. Well, that's a great story, but how about you wish in your left hand and shit in your right? You tell me which one fills up quicker. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i mean we
1: kind of we kind of vented about that a little bit but it's but it's true like uh and a lot of this kind of goes into the micromanaging of it all is because especially if you're uh the planner for a lot of this stuff uh where they be the sh- the tech lead the shop lead the crew chief the maintenance controller the the line manager doM whatever like the, the there are certain timelines where like it it's a very tight uh wiggle it has a very tight tolerance like you can only jive so much or or deviate so much and then then you have someone who who's that big of a control person or micromanager or just really into their own shit that they don't see the bigger picture of things outside of what they control and they start imposing things like time the hell out like why are we doing this who are you (laughs) like are you gonna provide me anything that's going to assist in this happening. And that kind of goes into the, that's what we were saying about the micromanaging piece and how this ties into the uh, underappreciation of it because there's people from that level down who are just grinding it out, making it happen, doing some borderline uh, damaging stuff to themselves just to make this happen. And then it kicks out on time or slightly um, behind time and then you just get the happy face and look good in front of your friends for whatever excuse you you make up as to why it was late, and then you get the pat on the back, and then just kind of forget about all the people who got you there. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the stuff that uh, Stig said in a in a previous episode, where like you get a lot of guys who are just ghosts. Like we just magic ourselves into the into the mix. We, um, what is that word? But we we just manifest ourselves. Or like little aberrations make the things happen, and then we just disappear, like, like the folklore of, of the of the aircraft maintenance world, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, who fixed that? I I don't know. What? When did this get done? And you're like, oh, I took care of that three days ago. How? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, how did you? Where Where did you even come from?
1: Yeah. Or like, this, did you hear something? Did someone say something? Huh. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> Like, what? Poof!
0: Yeah, they're here, come and gone in a a puff of smoke. You know, like
1: yeah, which is kind of like what we're sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say like that kind of goes into like about underappreciation. Like you gotta learn to appreciate yourself, right? Like understand the goals you gotta do. Understand how important your job is into the grand scheme of things, or just like the day to day things, right? Um, if you kind of think think of things as the bigger picture, I mean it's great but it also helps to understand like wh- where does your uh job or your importance fit into the day-to-day because if stupid little things can add up over time and those little things will turn into a, l- a large cata- uh, issue later down the road and then next thing you know like it's something that we can't course correct it's something we can't fix it's something that's going to cost too much and. It may just cost you, honestly. Um, that's that's a little grave of me, but <laughs> um.
0: yeah. So I was gonna kind of round out the episode here by um, some things you can do uh, to try to to try to thwart or change the mindset of your micromanaging boss, right? Mm-hmm. So make a list of specific examples in circumstances where your work could have been more productive with no one standing over your shoulder let your boss know that your goal is to increase productivity and save time for both of you describe the issue as one of refining a process next ask what you can do ask if there's anything you can do to develop your professional skill set allow your boss to give some suggestions some suggestions make improvements uh, that benefit you both uh, give updates and build trust, commit to your, to keep your boss informed at their preferred level throughout the process. They, so they remain in the loop with constantly, without constantly checking in, tell your boss that you wish to show them that you can be trusted to deliver the work on your own. That was difficult because depending on the severity of what's going on, uh, your boss might change, uh, how involved they want to be. Customize your approach to match their style. Study what motivates your boss. Know what worries them and try to address their concerns. Uh, predicting the future and and dealing with bi- bipolar syndrome. Yeah, good luck with that. That's <laughs> just a joke, but I mean that's you know that's the human mind, right? We change <laughs> yeah. our minds all the fucking time. So predicting the future, um, get your crystal balls out.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> get your learn your boss's pre- What's that? As I was like, get your tarot cards.
0: <laughs> How did you fix the plane? My magic A ball told me to try again later. So six is over there with tarot cards, seeing if he gets a different answer. <laughs> uh, learn your boss's preferred style for workflow and outcomes and match them, adapting to what they like, even if it's not what you'd normally prefer. I struggle with that. Increase their confidence in you and it may help decrease micromanagement. So maybe that's uh, part of my problem. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. You know, I'm just going to not I'm going to modify that. So it. I don't want to blow my own brains out. <laughs> that's 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 definitely a fault of mine. I will admit um, start with smaller tasks. If your boss is resistant, ask for a small trial assignment. And you can compete complete on your own to see how it goes. If they agree, make sure you do the following. Send a confirmation email starting with your understanding of what is expected of you and ask them to reply with confirmation or any changes. I do that quite frequently. The follow-ups. The follow-ups are are imperative, everyone. It's the only documented proof that you tried, attempted, did anything. I mean, it's got to be in writing. Yes. Create and share your to-do list of what needs to happen for the project to proceed with action items and responsibilities outlined. It kind of seems like a, um, you know, running through a corrective action board, you know. Yes. You you kind of identify, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's the action ease. Here's the date you'll have it done. Uh, Let's see here. Do everything you can to gain the micromanagers trust along the way and make sure to keep them informed. Request feedback at key points and keep them in the loop at all times. Small steps towards trust will take you a long way toward autonomy. Um, you know, once you've successful and, and reduced micromanaging, you know, show the appreciation and recognition. Something we've talked about before. Yes. Um, you know, on the other hand, if you've if you've done the effort and you've done everything you think you can to appease your boss, and they are just stubborn to change their behaviors, you know the best case scenario might be it's time to find a new job.
1: Yeah. I was actually leaning in that direction too. Like, I mean, again, you got to put the, a concerted effort into this. Like you really got to try to like make things work or figure out a way to adapt your approaches. And maybe that's what it is too. And sometimes you just, sometimes you just got a shitty boss. That's just how it is. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, people are people, right? Yeah.
1: And but you can't just like right off the bat say like, "Oh, this guy's a piece of shit," you know, <laughs> or this person is a POS. Like, you can't. That can't be your first answer. You kind of has to like work its way through. Like, what's uh, like? What Although sometimes gut
0: instincts are right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's you get, you get those moments too. Like, uh, you just get this very driving feeling. Like this this person here is bad news bears. Like just right off the bat, your the radars in your head starts pinging. Like, nope, can't I can't do it. And then you see enough of that, of that behavior in other places. Like, okay, yeah, this is definitely not the place to be right now. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. Or, or it can just be weaning or just wean over time. Like it starts with the underappreciation. It starts with the overtasking. It starts with the, the task saturation or just being called or expected to, to go above and beyond. Right. That's the expectation is just to do more with whatever I tell you to. And then over time, you start doing the soft quitting. You start doing the "I'm only gonna work my wage," and it's just gonna lead for, lead to you like ultimately deciding like, "Yeah, I'm just not gonna do this no more."
0: And but be careful with the soft quitting because ultimately your boss is gonna—they won't change everything that they're doing, but they will know what, that you've changed and what you've changed. And then they then they have action against you. Where they can go, "Yeah, see, you wanted me to do this, that, and the other, and you wanted me to promote you, but you you're not even." You're not even meeting the meeting the, the standard anymore, the, yeah. the bare minimum. So why should I? You're like, yes. damn, I, you know, I was trying to like, I guess you I cut off my nose to spite my own face here. Um, but again, and that, if that's the case, like I said, if you if you're you're you've kind of given up and you, Stig mentioned it last week of you're not if you're not going to put your put forth the effort into it, just don't do it just, just find something else to do. Yes. You know?
1: Yes. And all, and again, also have the documentation of it too, right? Like be it emails, be it reviews, being something like something along the lines where your words and, and their words are, are written in stone. So like if you do decide to soft quit or you're trending towards the way of soft quitting, you kind of have something to back you up as to why you did that. Because when you move on from one place to the next, Aviation or some industries—they're very small and they're very talkative. So you may have burned your boss, thinking that you're moving on to better places, but then that boss has friends and other in in those places as well, and then just really throw a, a black mark on your name. And sometimes that's all they uh, a boss can go off of. And next thing you know, like, oh, this person sounds cool, but they're actually a piece of shit. Uh, they they sound like they're motivated, but they're really not, and just really work that soft quitting against you, but. If say like,
0: your or, or the, what they hear here's a conversation I've heard before. Yeah, they came in really strong, and the first time I had to give them negative feedback, they just quit on me.
1: Oh and, yes,
0: you know they soft quit on me. They just quit trying. Like, they just couldn't handle constructive criticism. I'm to see those conversations happen. I've heard them. Yes,
1: but again, that goes back to kind of like uh, your your document your documented effort on it, right? So, like, say right. a boss. If the the new boss is persistent enough, or at least observant enough, to be like, "Hey, so, like, I heard some stuff," or like, "What drove you to come here?" With, instead of being with that other company, I heard there were great things. And then without straight up bashing your previous employer, because like you don't entirely want to burn bridges entirely, because you might find yourself working there from uh, in a, in the, or in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could just say, "I, uh, I." I felt uh, underappreciated, or my—I felt my efforts weren't um, validated,
1: right? Or, or you can say something, or you can also say like it's. I felt underappreciated because the expectations weren't communicated effectively to me. Like I was just left on my own to figure it out, and without any feedback as to where the direction's going. And then by the time I got it, it's already when I
0: developed a product from scratch and asked for feedback yet again i still received zero feedback
1: right and then now that kind of like it professionally bashes the other person like okay maybe this person just wasn't engaged enough or they're too engaged or whatever the case may be there there's a way to talk shit without directly talking shit and that's a that's a craft that even ourselves are finding out how to do more proficiently (laughs) oh yeah but uh there, there's, there's certain ways to go about it. And if you listen to a bunch of individuals, especially in the C-suite level, they talk shit about each other all the time, but you just don't catch on to it right away because it kind of sounds neutral, <laughs> if that makes sure. any sort of sense. Uh, if that makes any sort of sense, but that's kind of like how you have to treat it. It sounds pretty political, but you also kind of understand like you're trying to uh, maintain a work ethic before yourself. And ultimately, the end goal of making these planes fly and take off, make sorry, fly and land safely. So, as long as you can fulfill that and still uh, produce uh, produce a work ethic where you're meeting the expectations as you as you've been, as it's been given to you or as it's been made understandable to you, then there's really no fault of your own. Um, Unions can unions are really good at picking that out and. Some t- and very good leaders are very good at picking that out so they can know right away that okay this person was underutilized or this person was just overutilized for what they're capable of doing or whatever the case may be yeah
0: they, they were you know task saturated they were overwhelmed or you know their skill set was clearly this and when they got hired on they changed their focus from uh, software based, as, as was their background to supplier-based. Well, and, and, you know, the boss could say, well, you're just not performing anymore. Y- yeah, because my background is software. I'd, I was hired for software and you shifted me to supplier. I don't have any experience in supplier. I'm figuring this out on the fly, you know? Right.
1: Or or like say like with our AMP guys, right? Like you hired me on as a mechanic, but I'm, I find myself doing mostly electronic stuff. I can do it, but you gotta like.
0: Just takes me longer than somebody yeah, who has the experience.
1: It's not my strong suit. Yeah, you know, I got the I got the certificate that says I can do it. Sure, but I'm stronger here, right? It's kind of like so, like some yeah. some individuals with sheet metal, like they're just badasses at sheet metal. But you have them do like some engine work, and they're, they can still do it. They're just not as efficient as how as if they were working on sheet metal and vice versa stuff
0: like yeah, they're that. They're sheet metal artists and they say, you say okay well now I need you to go now I need you to go change out of fuel control. Well I've never done that before. Well you're an AMP, right? Yes but for the last 10 years I did sheet metal work um, when I got out of school so I haven't got a lot of engine experience per se. You know it's just that kind of stuff. And right. well, then, you know, some boss like, well, you just can't, you just can't do the job. No, I can do the job. It's just not at the speed you want me to, but also what I was hired in for was not engine mechanic. I hired in a sheet metal. You didn't tell me that sheet metal work only happens, you know, an eighth of the time. <laughs> yeah. The rest is, the rest is just flight line maintenance. Right. Uh, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff.
1: Or, or you just threw me into the fray and expected me to just understand right away without any sort of experience, like with no one to help me either. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's manuals and there's tech specs, but if, if you expected this to be done at a, at a minimum time, don't expect the, the new guy to get it right the first try, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but let, let us know what you all think. Like, uh, what's your take on micromanagers? What's your, uh, what's your experiences with them, what are some effective ways that you have dealt with them and then how do you motivate someone who's already on the verge of soft quitting, right? Um, let, let us know, like, uh, you have any tips, you have any comments, you have any stories, both good and bad, whatever the case may be, like, whichever way is easiest for you, either it be social medias, through our website, through our email, whichever. Or you, or you can discuss it with us on Discord. We're always uh, active on Discord, which is accessible through Patreon. But um, I, I got, not, I got nothing further on the on this one uh, MVP. Like uh, you, pretty much nailed it. A majority of it, especially with uh, how to deal with them specifically, and then the screening questions as to figure out that if you're the problem or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest takeaway. I think I want everybody to 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 know from this. Um, to learn from this is ensure you are not the problem at first as i identified there i answered yes to a couple of those questions there's some other stuff where i'm like oh okay i can i have been guilty of that so nobody's perfect though we're we're human uh we can just do our best and uh we're all you know poop flinging chimpanzees but let's uh let's try to be planet of the apes-esque you know, better communication Yes,
1: and that's the key word there is communication. like if you're communicating the expectations, then you can at least know where you're falling in with that in mind. Because like if you if you're just like figure it out, like figure out what and then you're just like popping bouncing between corners to try to figure out where you fit in or what you're supposed to do versus like if you have at least a clear intent of what's supposed to happen, then you can at least can gauge yourself as to where you need to go. But you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. So <laughs> with with that. Don't tell me what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then also, uh, by the time this episode has come out, our comic series would have been out already. So by all means, check, the, check that out. If if you want yeah, to Yeah, I'm skip curious the w- to hear
0: your feedback. Yes, um, please. We think they're hilarious, but... They were also kind of written from personal experience. (laughs) So, So,
1: and uh, if you want to skip the wait, uh, join us on Patreon. It's already up there. They've been enjoying it for some time now. But if not, there's also the app which we're going to be publishing it on, which is called it's called Tapas. You can get it on Google Play or the Apple Store, whichever. And you'll see our episodes on there. By all means, let us know. And then If there's any sort of stories that you also want to share for us to put on the show or maybe fashion into some kind of a comic, let us know as well. And on that note, thanks. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll catch you all again next time. Bye, everybody. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Dan Schubert. Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Caleb Stockhill, Jenny Dignan, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks such as access to our private Discord, discounts on and early access to merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. Visit our shop at cancelformainness.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have suggestions for the show or have a guest recommendation to be on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at our website and do, we will do what we can to get your ideas and or your recommendations on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, Twitter at CXMX Podcast, and now you can catch us on Tapas where you can view our latest comics. Check out our affiliate, rockwelltime.com, for watches and eyewear that support both your sporty and classy lifestyles. Use the code CX4MX, that's the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total purchase. Thank you all again for your listenership and support, and we will see you all next time.